This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it is over. The 2022 midterms are uh, finally over. The last result came in last night. Uh, Herschel Walker went down in flames in Georgia, as expected. He, he kept it close for a little while, but... Uh, uh, lost by uh, I don't know 100,000 votes. Uh, we'll break down and analyze that. Everyone's asking, who do you blame here? I know who to blame. Everybody, starting with Donald J. Trump and Mitch McConnell. Uh, we'll get to that. I just assumed as I was watching it, the FBI rigged it because that's what they do. The FBI rigs elections. The story out of uh, Twitter headquarters yesterday was absolutely wild. If you haven't been paying attention, we have the details as they were unfolding in real time. Just a wild story. It sounds like some kind of political thriller, some kind of novel. Uh, Musk, once again, I need to remind everyone, is a hero. He's exposing these snakes he's exposing the deep state and we have the face of the deep state deep state a guy named james baker who tried to rig the 2016 election did rig the 2020 election and was attempting as uh, as as musk was releasing the files on friday night was attempting to uh, to stop that whole process he's been fired but uh, he's not in jail yet where he belongs. Time Magazine named its Man of the Year. And I just want to say Liz Cheney was robbed. She was one of the finalists, but she lost out to little Vladimir Zelensky, a guy who tried to uh, lie us into World War III three weeks ago, has received another honor. Um, the uh, the uh, gambling in Massachusetts has been held up, and it's all Dave Portnoy's fault. <laughs> we'll explain We'll explain how that works. And um, um, the Washington Post wants you to know that Shark Week, you know, that series of shark shows about sharks, it's racist. There's too many white guys who are in the cages that the, that the sharks are trying to eat. Plus, they think Shark Week is not fair to sharks. I'm not making this up. I can read it to you. You won't believe it. We'll get into that and lots more. On today's Callahan Show, brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Well, this is it. This is the answer you're looking for. What do you get that person that is really hard to buy for, but, you know, likes to eat, likes to eat steaks and burgers? I'm looking at you, Ironhead. Here you go, here's all you got to do. Just call Omaha. Just go to Omaha Steaks. Go to Omaha Steaks and use promo code Jerry. OmahaSteaks.com. Code word Jerry. Get $30 off your order. Uh, and you can't go wrong with this. No one's ever received this for Christmas and not been thrilled. You can get the uh, uh, the package that includes the busher cut filet, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. Shop now. Beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout. It is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite, order with complete confidence, knowing you're ordering the very best. I can vouch the best steaks, the best burgers, just great stuff that everybody uh, would love to get on this Christmas. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code Jerry at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Uh, also, you know, if you get someone else on your list that likes coffee, go to callahancoffee.com, pick up a pound of the best coffee you're ever going to drink. 
never hasn't been a negative review yet. Everybody loves it. Callahancoffee.com. I did is December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day and Larry Bird's birthday. Happy birthday to Larry Joe Bird, 66 years old. And I'll bet you he's looking as handsome as ever. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, the guy is a beautiful man, a wonderful man, a great American. I have to say I enjoyed covering him, watching him, rooting for him like no other athlete. Uh, I, 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 One thing I always have trouble conveying, just how much Bird meant to this city, to this region. He changed the NBA, saved the NBA, he and Magic Johnson. He, he changed the, the, the whole feeling, the whole vibe in uh, New England sports, when he came along, he was just cocky. He was fun. He was tough. He was clutch. He was a he. He, he was just uh, a blast to watch and to uh, and to interview. Uh, great interview. Smart guy. Uh, but uh, happy birthday, Larry Joe Burton. Happy Pearl. I don't not happy Pearl Harbor Day. I wonder every Pearl Harbor. I wonder how many kids, eighth grade kids, seventh eighth grade kids in this country are today learning about Pearl Harbor Day. I mean, I assume, you know, they start the day learning about equity and, and diversity and, and everyone reciting their pronouns and uh, going through all that. But do they get around to Pearl Harbor Day? They learn about the sneak attack on our, on our naval base in the morning on that December 7th, Sunday morning. Do they learn about the 2,403 American heroes who were killed that day. The four, I believe four uh, aircraft carriers were sunk. Uh, it was, it was brutal. That was our entrance into the war. The next day uh, we declared war on that. A couple of days later declared war on Germany and Italy. And we were in, it was on, we were in world war two. And, uh, and I think this, let me check the number, see how many survivors are still around. Obviously, 81 years later, there's not many, not many people who survived the attack, but I believe there's a few, a handful of uh, old guys still hanging in there. Those are true American heroes. I love to see the ceremonies on this day every year. And then I like to see them getting remembered. I wish every school in America would spend an hour today talking about Pearl Harbor and talking about the heroes that day, but uh, I fear they, unless there were, you know what, the people who died, 2,403, I'm going to guess there was not a lot of trans soldiers. So that's a shame. That's sad. And maybe there weren't, maybe there wasn't any great, diver, great diversity that day. So maybe these schools will not touch it, but uh, they should, they should. Uh, um, but uh, speaking of uh, people, speaking of world wars, uh, tip of the cap to Vladimir Zelensky, quite a feat for Vladimir, quite a feat. He, uh, three weeks ago, November 16th, I believe the, uh, missiles landed in Poland, 50 miles into Poland, killing two Polish farmers. And Zelensky immediately said it was Russia. Russia did it with these, with the express purpose of luring the United States into world war, into a nuclear conflict with Russia. He lied. It was despicable. Right there and then, we should have been done with this guy, with this charlatan. But no, he's still a hero to uh, lots of uh, brain dead people in this country. And today, he gets to add Time Man of the Year to his uh, list of accomplishments. Uh, put it right next to put that cover right next to his uh, Academy Award on the shelf. Um, 
I don't think he made an appearance at that Robert Kennedy Awards show ceremony uh, in New York where they honored Harry and Meghan for fighting racism. That those poor kids, Harry and Meghan, constant, I mean, victims, tell me about it. These poor kids have been through so much. They deserve this award. Lots of phonies were there. Do you know who the MC of that ceremony in New York? We talked about it yesterday. It was a million dollars a ticket. <laughs> you know who the MC of the ceremony was? Um, Ironhead, would you care to guess? Uh, they didn't. I don't think they gave Zelensky an honor. I was really disappointed, but they did honor Harry and Meghan. MC, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Shot dead a woman a year ago and has never been arrested, never been uh, detained, questioned, nothing. He's free to uh, attend this ceremony of slime balls uh, in, in New York City. Uh, remarkable. We're going to get to that. How many? How many people who are who have the right connections are just skating? free while they're coming after Elon Musk. We give you the details of the effort to bring down Musk. There will be a new effort every day. This one's a local level. This one's on the local level in, uh, in San Francisco and it's laughable, but it is the life Elon Musk, an American hero has chosen. They are going to come after him. They're going to try to destroy him like they've never come after SBF or, or Jeffrey Epstein, uh, that's how you know Musk is doing God's work. And we're going to get to it. I promise it's, an, it's a wild story, a wild story that I've followed very closely. Uh, but first, the uh, Georgia runoff was yesterday. Uh, we talked about it. I feel like I've been talking about it for years. But uh, it ended exactly the way you'd expect. Uh, Raphael Warnock, a Fidel Castro-loving, Farrakhan-praising wife-abusing slumlord socialist uh, prevailed. He's now headed back to the Senate for six more years. A guy who said America must repent for its worship of whiteness. Just an absolutely despicable man. Um, uh, Abused his wife. She said on video that he's an actor and a fraud. It didn't matter to the state of Georgia. This is remarkable. The state of Georgia and the state of Arizona, between the two of them, just solid, deep red states for so many years have four Democrat senators, four, and they're all lousy. I mean, Warnock is the worst, I would say, just a real despicable human being. But we didn't put up a very good candidate uh, to defeat him. Uh, Herschel Walker, as we've said many times, was a terrible candidate. He couldn't, uh, he was not good in the debate stage. He was terrible in one-on-one interviews, which he rarely did. He made appearances all over the state with Lindsey Graham sitting on his lap. It was kind of embarrassing. He just struggled. And and I'm not even talking about his personal life. I, I the, 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 the women that came out and said he paid for an abortion 30 years ago, I didn't trust that. I didn't believe that because, you know, they waited till a few days before an election. But he did have a bunch of illegitimate kids around the around the area, and uh, by all accounts, was not a good dad. Was an absentee father. I don't like absentee fathers. He's not a good character guy. So today, everybody's saying, "Who do we blame?" And there's lots of blame to go around. I'm going to place it. Um, I, I guess I should make a decision. Mitch McConnell deserves a lot of blame. He pulled the rug out. Uh, Warnock. Outspent Walker by a hundred million dollars. Democrats are just better at this. They're better at raising money. They're better at getting out the vote. They're better at harvesting 
votes. They're better in getting, you know, uh, apathetic, uh, uninterested voters to vote. Um, every new measure, every new uh, election law favors them. Mail-in balloting, early voting, ballot harvesting. They do all that better. It's time Republicans learn to do that. Where it's legal, do it. Vote early, vote often, vote by mail, vote in, in bunches. Repu- there, there's no way Raphael Warnock reflects, represents the values the beliefs, the principles of the people of Georgia as a whole. No way. But they are better on Election Day. Newt Gingrich said it last night. He said, uh, Republicans uh, focus on campaigns. Democrats focus on elections. We saw it uh, in Arizona where the Secretary of State, in charge of running the election, won the governor's seat without campaigning, without debating, without doing interviews, just sat back and let her foot soldiers do the work, let them go out there and and uh, ballot harvest, and then on election day, everything broke down. The printers and the voting machines, long lines, they, 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 they rigged it to favor their side. I guess did it legally. We'll find out. I know Carrie Lake is suing as well. She should. Lots of shenanigans in Arizona. Um, I don't think there were uh, shenanigans in, uh, in Georgia, just a bad candidate against a political machine that knows how to win on election day. Um, I was, uh, uh, I just, I just voted in a poll. Who do you blame? And it was uh, McConnell won. I can't find it here. McConnell was the uh, number one choice. People hate him. He is just, uh, he does not care about winning. He's comfortable in the minority, but I got to say Trump deserves a lot of blame here without Trump. Herschel Walker is not the candidate. Herschel Walker became the candidate because Trump was a big fan. He played for Trump. What is that? 40 years ago. (laughs) And obviously he's an athlete, a stud, physically very impressive guy, but not a good character guy and certainly not a good candidate, but Trump loved him. And uh, uh, he didn't show up in Georgia. Maybe that's wouldn't have mattered, but uh, Trump loved him because um, because Trump loves celebrities. Trump loves famous people. And Herschel Walker was famous. Doug Collins, not the NBA Doug Collins, the politician, former congressman, was a much better candidate. Hell, the two who lost two years ago, including Kelly Loeffler, much better candidates. There were better people who could have won. That's a fact. Every Republican in Georgia who ran statewide won. Most of them won easily. The governor one uh, Kemp won by eight <laughs> on the same ticket a month ago. Herschel lost by one. And then last night he lost by, do you have the final? What did he lose by? I know it was like a hundred thousand, two or three. Um, it was, it was a foregone conclusion. Over 90% of black voters in Georgia voted against Herschel. I don't think Trump picked him because he's black. I think Trump picked him because he's famous and he was an athlete and he was, and, and he loves those kind of people. And it was a bad move. It was a mistake. It was pissing away a seat in the Senate. Uh, right away, they were uh, picking at the corpse before it was uh, before it was cold. Uh, one speaking of cold, uh, I believe it was just declared uh, uh, the, the um, they just declared uh, Warnock the winner and 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 uh, Herschel Walker's son Christian Walker, um, who used to be. Um, is there the final 51.4 to 40? What is it? 48.6. 48.6. Uh, one, 
1.817 million to 1.719. So about a hundred thousand votes, but uh, just as it was, uh, as uh, Warnock was declared the winner, Walker's son, Christian Walker, you may have seen him. He's flamboyant. He's, he's a gay guy and he was, he's full of energy. He's done interviews. He was anti COVID lockdowns and things. So he was, he was out there and, I thought he would support his dad when it was, uh, when the race began, but no, apparently they uh, have a strained relationship. And here's what he tweeted at 1030 last night. Apparently he's got a huge following too, by the way, on Instagram and TikTok. So he's got a big reach and he didn't help I mean, He said his father's a bad father and is a liar. And he, he cut his legs out from under him and, that's fine. You know, if he indeed is <laughs> nowhere to be found, I don't blame the kid. He wrote the truth. Trump called my dad for months demanding that he run. Everyone with a brain begged him, please don't do this. This is too dirty. You have an insane past. Please don't do this. We got the middle finger. He ran. Well, uh, if that's true, then Trump certainly deserves uh, plenty of blame because there were better candidates. This was a winnable seat. Uh, every time I'd mock Warnock on, on Twitter or on this show, immediately people say, yeah, but he's going, you know, he's running against a, a moron or, you know, a guy, a, a fraud, a hypocrite, a guy who, you know, pays for abortions. It became about uh, Walker. I can't tell you how many times I heard people analyze this on cable news and they don't even mention Warnock. It's like, they don't even mention the fact that Warnock uh, supports Jeremiah Wright and Louis Farrakhan and Jeremiah, I mean, and, and abused his own wife. And I mean, just a really bad candidate, but it didn't matter because Walker was, was uh, in their minds worse. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't even close in the end. They, people did not want to vote for Warnock, but they couldn't vote for Walker. There were plenty of, people interviews who said essentially that and it's it's a shame because people make it about candidate quality but it's about a lot of things again it's about how they vote ballot harvesting early voting early voting there was more early votes i believe 1.7 than there were game, uh, game day votes and early voting favors the democrats early voting is favors lazy people uninspired unmotivated people that's how it worked in arizona nevada and uh, the law, again, the laws favor the Democrats, but they're the laws. You got to learn them and you got to play by those rules. There were good candidates who lost. I think Blake Masses was a good candidate. God knows. I think Carrie Lake was good. Adam Laxalt, great candidate. There's a guy in Washington state, Joe Kent, one of the best candidates, first time candidates I've ever seen. Former Green Beret. His wife, Shannon, was killed in action. He's a gold star husband. And a smart guy, really articulate, really good on his feet. America first guy. He lost. Don't tell me about Canada quality. They just, it, in some cases, it doesn't matter. They just play the game better than we do. And, uh, and, and with, with Walker, I mean, they did their best. They tried, they propped them up. They, 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 you know, like I said, Walker, uh, people like, like Lindsey Graham followed him around the state and, you know, practically had their hand up doing the puppet thing, trying to help him get through this. Uh, but you can only, you can only help so much. It failed. Warnock wins. Democrats improve their position in the Senate, which is hard to believe. 
when we were talking about this a month, two months ago, it was oh, 53 seats for Republicans, 54, 55. Now it's 49. Now Kamala Harris is even more irrelevant than ever. She's not the, the tiebreaker. The Democrats control the Senate. Chucky Schumer controls the sh- Senate. That is a national tragedy. But again, who are you going to blame? You're going to blame, I'm going to blame Trump. I'm going to blame McConnell. I'm going to blame the Republicans who don't raise nearly as much money. They were breaking this down. It was, it was a really good segment on Laura Ingram where everybody, all the guests would say, yeah, Republicans didn't raise enough money. Republicans didn't get out the mail-in vote. Republicans didn't uh, ballot harvest. And she kept saying, why? Why not? You don't just sit back and say, you know, they outspent us. You know, they outworked us. You say, well, why the hell did that happen? How could that happen? This was really important. And Republicans let it get away because Democrats, they fight dirty, they fight hard, and they're better at this. They don't win on the issues, especially not in Georgia. But, man, they win on game day. And uh, we get to look at Raphael Warnock in the U.S. Senate for six more years, representing what was once a reliable red state. It still is on the state level, but two whack job, absolute socialists are representing Georgia in the Senate, Ossoff and and, uh, Warnock. It's a damn shame, but at least we don't have to listen to Herschel Walker stumble and struggle through interviews anymore. Uh, I don't think. There'll probably be one more... Saturday Night Live skit mocking him because they love mocking black conservatives. Uh, one more. They, they never mocked. They still haven't mocked John Fetterman. But, man, they mocked Herschel Walker, and they will continue to do so, I assume, for one more week. But that's over. Um, the uh, We're done with Herschel Walker. Uh, tough day for Donald Trump. His company gets convicted of tax evasion. And his candidate wants one more, one more of his famous celebrity candidates goes down in flames. You can put him in the, in the ash bin of history with, uh, with Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker turned out to be bad candidates who lost winnable races, but they were famous. They were rich. They, they, you know, Trump loved that man. And, uh, He's done. He's done. See you, Herschel. I don't think you're going to see Herschel back in politics running for anything else. I don't know what he's going to do. Probably go out and make some more babies. But uh, we're, we're done with uh, with Herschel for now. Donate his brain Actually, to science. For good. For good. But, yeah. uh, we, we got man of the year, Zelensky. Congratulations. By the way, Elon Musk won last year, so I can't complain about Time Magazine snubbing Elon Musk. I think he was a finalist again, but he, you know, he won again last year. They didn't want to give it to him again. DeSantis was a finalist, which was comical. They would never, ever pick him. Uh, Liz Cheney, there were a couple of, they, a couple of stupid things like the protesters in Iran. I hate when they do that. Just pick a person. Oh, uh, Xi Jinping. I don't think Biden was on the finalist list, uh, which is amazing, but Xi Jinping was on there. And, uh, uh, and Liz Cheney, but she got you know, Liz Cheney, who lost her primary race by 40 points and is the most hated person in uh, in uh, her home state, her home state of Wyoming. But she didn't win either, which is too bad. I was kind of hoping they don't they don't really have the best uh, track record when it comes no, no. to. Well, they do choosing. say it's the biggest newsmaker. So I can't say I mean, Zelensky's a big newsmaker. Musk is bigger at this point. 
But I guarantee you the stories about what a freedom fighter he is. Oh, actually, the headline says he's the great fighter for democracy. The guy who puts his uh, political opponents in jail and shuts down uh, critical media outlets and bans <laughs> bans churches uh, who uh, question him. Uh, that's their big fighter for democracy. I mean, he's a big newsmaker. It was big news, I think, when he tried to lure America into World War III three weeks ago under false pretenses. I'd say that's big news, but uh, so I guess I guess it's a reasonable choice. But uh, but yeah, I think they picked Hitler, they picked Stalin, they picked a lot of bad bad dudes. So uh, it's not like you have to be you know. Uh, a righteous human being to win that award. But I still was hoping, hoping Liz would pull it out, but uh, she didn't. She'll have to settle for runner up. All right. We got to get to the big story of the day. Uh, as our people chiming in here on the comment line about, about um, uh, Walker's loss. People are pissed. I mean, it's, it's one thing to lose, you know, like the New York governorship. That's New York. Lee Zeldin run a good race. He helped a lot of people, his coattails helped a lot of congressional candidates. New York, that was going to always be tough. But this is Georgia. And two years ago, they had runoffs where you sub- were supposed to learn your lesson. You were supposed to say, we need better candidates and we need a better ground game. Two years later, what happens? Same thing. A radical socialist wins in red state Georgia. This It's amazing how little they learned. And now there's a fight for the head of the RNC and I'm saying, how do you not change? The person, Ronald McDaniel, failed miserably. But I guess some people want to keep the status quo. They won the House by not nearly as much, but they won the House. And thank God they did. Because at least the at least the House, at least Jim Jordan, Kevin McCarthy, are vowing to uh, drag before them. They have subpoena power now, and they're going to drag before them some of these bad actors who uh, rigged the 2020 election without them winning the House. This would be hopeless, by the way. And uh, let's hope, let's hope on January, whatever, they take control, that they start with one James Baker. You know, we talked, people talk about the deep state, they talk about the swamp, and lots of times, yeah, there's no deep state. What does that mean? That's a conspiracy theory. We now have the face of the deep state, the face of the swamp, his name is uh, Jim Baker. Obviously, there's lots of Jim Bakers out there, but this is the one. I'm not sure if you've ever seen him. Put him up on the screen for me, Ironhead. This is Jim Baker, Swamp Rat Extraordinaire. I'll just give you a uh, quick bio, which is not, by the way, easy to find. There he is. This guy is just a, and a reptile, just a, 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 a swamp rat like you've never seen before. He was the FBI's deputy, I believe, deputy chief counsel. He was uh, into the, uh, a proponent of the Russia hoax, trying to uh, lying about Trump, saying he was colluding with Russia, carrying the water for Hillary Clinton. Uh, he was he participated in uh, falsifying the FISA warrant application to spy on Carter Page and the Trump campaign. He concocted the lie about Michael Flynn. Uh, tried to destroy the Trump presidency before it began while working for the FBI. You know what got him fired? Leaking to the media got him, forced him out of the FBI because he was leaking to his friends in the uh, New York Times and Washington Post, illegally leaking uh, information to the media. So he gets forced out of the FBI, ends up as the uh, chief counsel at Twitter, 
all part of the same swamp. But not only that, I was just looking at some of the uh, hard to find uh, facts about this, this snake. He went from the FBI to a fellowship at the Brooks, Brookings Institute and then to a, became a lecturer at Harvard. How did CNN or MSNBC let him get away? A lecturer at Harvard forced out, again, uh, uh, active participant in the Russia hoax, trying to undermine a candidate Trump and then a president Trump. I mean, some people would call that treason. Then went to the Brookings, then went to Harvard and then to Twitter. And he was working at Twitter until Sunday. This story is so wild. I know not everybody is uh, on Twitter and not everybody's uh, as fascinated by what Musk is doing as I am perhaps, but uh, you really have to listen to this. You really, this is, this is important. This is wild. This is just mind boggling. But as people probably know on Friday night was the first Twitter file dump Elon Musk through journalist Matt Taibbi uh, released the inside uh, communications uh, documents from Twitter showing how they operated, showing how they were acting as an arm of the DNC, an arm of the Biden campaign, and then the Biden presidency, showing how they came to the decision to um, to ban people, to suspend people, to silence people. It's one of the most shocking things I, I think I've ever seen. We get to meet some of the principals, including uh, that's that little worm, Yoel Roth. We played you his sound. He's the one that uh, said that they had to suspend uh, the Babylon Bee because they made a joke about Rachel Levine because that was violence and they were putting Rachel Levine's life in danger. A joke, a joke about a Four-star admiral, a guy pretending to be a woman. They made a joke, and he didn't like it. He didn't think it was funny, and he thought it was dangerous. So that little worm uh, bans Babylon B. Obviously, he said he said he was traumatized by Trump's tweets. Tweets. The president tweeted things, and it caused trauma to him. A little worm sitting in uh, Silicon Valley, in his or sitting probably in his loft in San Francisco in front of his computer, he was traumatized. That guy was in charge of content moderation or integrity, site integrity. He was in charge of banning people like actor James Woods, like so many others. We've gone over this. Well, there was something missing on Friday night. There was, and, and Miranda Devine, the New York Post columnist, the author of Laptop from Hell, she went on Friday night with Tucker and everyone else was kind of celebrating and was enjoying the Twitter dump and enjoying reading about James Woods and reading about uh, all the, uh, the reason they, they banned all these other people and the way the DNC, the Biden campaign was reaching out to Twitter and asking them to, to, to uh, handle certain accounts that were critical of them. She went on TV and said, something's missing here. Something's not right. There's no mention of the FBI's involvement. They had the story. New York Post knew the FBI had pressured Twitter to censor the story of the Hunter Biden laptop. They knew it. Uh, we went over this yesterday. If, if you if you were wondering just how just how nefarious this is, how sinister this is, the FBI had. had I'll, I'll do a quick quick synopsis if I can. The FBI had the laptop. It was given to them on December 9th, twenty nineteen, by. John Paul Mac Isaac, the owner of the repair shop in Delaware. They had it for almost a year. 
when they went out to Silicon Valley, met with people, uh, executives from Twitter, there were at least seven FBI agents meeting with Noel Roth and the rest of his, his, his minions talking about what they wanted censored. They said they wanted them to censor any story about Hunter Biden because it was hacked and it was likely Russian disinformation. Those two things were patently false. They knew it wasn't hacked. They knew it was real and they knew it wasn't Russian disinformation. The FBI lied to protect a candidate, not the president. (laughs) They lied to defeat the president. It's hard to get more uh, sinister than that. Um, so, so Miranda Devine knew this happened. She knew there was lots of communications between the FBI and the uh, Twitter execs, uh, including that Roth and, and Vijay J. Gotti and the rest of these, these, these scummy people. And it never appeared in the Twitter dump on Friday night through Matt Taibbi. And she said, something's not right here. Man, was she onto something. We find out yesterday, and this is like something you'd read from, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, Harlan Coben or John Le Carre or some some novelist. He's he's still on the Twitter payroll. He goes into the office, um, James Baker, and starts deleting or altering or editing. What's the term Musk uses for for this? Um, uh, they caught him. They they caught him trying to uh, alter the, um, the Twitter files. He the was... Twitter files. The, the, a former FBI agent who was forced out of the FBI for for malfeasance, a, a swamp creature, a snake, a, a deep state rat was in the office, I believe, un, unless he was working remotely, and affect trying to change. Here and and, and, and uh, Trump tweet Trump Musk tweeted this yesterday afternoon, in light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today. I don't know if that's a legal term, exited, uh, but he was fired, and uh, obviously that's a good thing. It's amazing uh, that he was still. <laughs> Still there on Sunday, Musk had taken control of the thing, what, a month ago, at least? More than a month ago? And this snake was still working there and still had access to these files and is actively covering up the FBI's role in this. This was happening yesterday. That's why the second journalist, he gave it to two journalists, Matt Taibbi, on Substack and Barry Weiss on Substack. Barry Weiss is former New York Times writer. She's an apostate. She's gone to the dark side. She doesn't like, you know, the fact that the New York Times is a joke. She did a whole book about the insanity of uh, of, of the trans ideology of of sex change surgeries for children. She did a whole book about that. That's a that that you want to get uh, uh, kicked out of the club at the New York Times. That's how to do it. So. Musk recognizes that she's an, an independent journalist with some integrity. He includes her and Taibi. We haven't heard anything from her yet. And that's because, and, and I got the Twitter thread right here from Matt Taibi. It's incredible. You really have to read it. I tweeted it out. This was yesterday afternoon. By the way, right after, two minutes after Musk announced Baker had been fired, Matt Taibi tweets, 
Fred. He's got a Fred, Fred. And he writes exactly what I said on Friday. The first installment was published. We expected to publish more over the weekend, says Taibi. Many wondered why there was a delay. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel, former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch of Twitter files without knowledge of new management. Vetting. Uh, The process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and me, via via a lawyer close to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated over the weekend while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. My jaw hit the floor, said Weiss. The first batch of files both reporters received was marked Spectra Baker emails. Baker is a controversial figure. He's been something of a zealot of FBI controversies. Uh, from the Steele dossier to the Alpha server mess, he resigned in 2018 after an investigation into the leaks to the press. The news that Baker was reviewing the files surprised everyone. To say the least, Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker. Reporters resumed searches through Twitter files materials, a lot of it. The next installment of the Twitter files will appear uh, by uh, Barry Weiss. Stay tuned. So they're coming but they have to retrieve the files that this scumbag former FBI lawyer who tried to, uh, t- tried to set up Donald Trump was working at Twitter and actively uh, vetting the files. That is just so nuts. And, and, and I know I get caught up in the, uh, the media's role, but you'll read nothing about this, this by any definition, this substif- subterfuge, this suspense, this, this insanity is, if nothing else, a great story, a good read. If you've been following it like I have, this was fascinating. You will not see a word of it in the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS. These people are such, such corrupt, lying, dishonorable frauds. They're not journalists. They're activists, as we've been, uh, you know, established long ago. But the only way, and I tweeted this, the only way they will cover the story is if Trump tweets something stupid. If he tweets something about it, like, let's suspend the Constitution and go after these people. Then they will be forced to cover it. This is one of their former reporters, star reporters, who's in the middle of this, breaking this, uh, involving a former FBI guy who, who was involved in all the scandals during the Trump years. He lands on his feet at Twitter and is actively working on behalf of the FBI to suppress any information connecting the FBI to the suppression of the the, the Hunter laptop and and all the revelations about just how corrupt our sitting president is. This is such a huge story, such a huge scandal. I can't think of anything close in my lifetime. I've never seen anything, a, a scandal, a political scandal that even touches this. And, it involves the utter corruption of the mainstream media because they won't touch it. They will ignore it. I believe we're still at zero seconds of coverage from the three big networks, almost nothing from the New York times and the Washington post and 
The next, you know, Musk is a pretty smart guy. Do you think it's possible that James Baker could delete files and then not be retrievable? Could he indeed succeed in his cover-up, in his attempt to cover it up? And my other question, and I can't get an answer to this, is this illegal? This has to be illegal, doesn't it? Um, Obviously, he was fired for cause. But this guy sounds to me, as I read his bio, has committed dozens of felonies and he's just walking out with his box in his hand and his nice, you know, nice suit and tie and going about his business and he'll get a job tomorrow at CNN or MSNBC or some think tank or go back to the Brookings or go back to Harvard. This is one of the most corrupt, vile people you'll see in, 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 and he'll be fine. I mean, there'll be no price to pay. They're more determined to investigate and eventually indict, destroy Elon Musk than they are Jim Baker. That's how nuts this is. That's how upside down and backwards this is. Elon Musk to the mainstream media. And, 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 you know, again, this is a good thing. They've been exposed and it, it won't, they might not change much, but they've been exposed for all of America to see. They are liars and frauds and, 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 and hypocrites and, and really bad people who are working on behalf of this deep state, of this intelligence apparatus that, that is, is part of the executive branch. They're working for them against the man who's there to restore, to, to restore free speech. And they will go after Musk and they will let Jim Baker slide. That's the point we've reached. Speaking of going back and, and we'll keep an eye on it. It's coming out today, tomorrow, the next dump. And the only question I have, and I can't find an answer to this yet is are the files that were deleted by Jim Baker on behalf of the FBI and the Biden administration and Joe Biden and Jim Biden and Hunter Biden were, the, are they retrievable? If he deleted them, if he, whatever bleach bit, did he do what, what Hillary did with 33,000 subpoenaed emails and bleach bit them with a cloth? Did he do that? Or, and, and I have to think Musk and people working for Musk are smart enough to think this could have happened. I'm not sure they knew it was Baker, but they knew there were a lot of disgruntled former employees. They had to know there was a, a possibility of sabotage. And I just hope they were prepared for it. And I hope we get to see all the things that James Baker was determined to stop us from seeing. That's the big, the big question here. Will we get to see what he was trying to stop us from seeing because he was there to protect his fellow snakes in the FBI and protect the Biden administration and the Biden family. That's what we must see. Miranda Devine was right. The real smoking gun, the real bombshell has yet to come. We know a lot about Twitter and how they were operating and how they were suppressing free speech and how they were working with the DNC, but we don't have the direct connection to the FBI. Now we know why, because they, they hire the guy who was kicked out of the FBI in disgrace. And he went there for one reason only is to help the team, help the Biden team, help protect these, these, this, this, you know, swamp. Uh, here's how they're going after Musk before we move on. Uh, you knew this was coming. It's coming and it's never going to stop. Once again, I think I'll say this every day. This is why Musk is an American hero. 
He's the richest man in the world. He was an icon and a God and a hero to the, to the left to, because of Tesla and SpaceX. He was doing great. He had plenty on his plate. He didn't need this fight. He got into it anyway because it was the right thing to do. And because they, you know, killed his dog. The Babylon Bee. <laughs> That's metaphorically. They, they killed Babylon B. his friends at Babylon B. And that pissed him off. It was similar to killing John Wick's dog. He went on the war path. He bought the company. He didn't need this fight, but damn, we are lucky that he's in it. And he's going to go from hero of the left to the number one target. Again, I fear he, I know he jokes about, I'm not suicidal. I'm not thinking they're not going to kill him, but they're going to make his life miserable. They hate the fact that they cannot rig the game on Twitter anymore. They, they want it all. They want to control all the, they want to control the entire big tech world and they control most of it still. But the one thing they can't control is Twitter now. And God, that pisses them off. So this is probably not the thing that's going to bring them down, but this is the tip of the spear. They're coming after him in every which way, IRS, DOJ, FBI, you name it. They're going to come after Musk and they're going to try to destroy him. And as I said, as I tweeted, they will come after Musk harder than they ever came after Jeffrey Epstein Definitely. or SBF. By the way, the media likes SBF more than Twitter, more than Musk. SBF who stole $10 billion, who destroyed people's lives, who's an absolute thief, a crook, a con artist. But, you know, his heart's in the right place. Musk, he's the bad guy, not SBF. Jeffrey Epstein, we still have Jelaine Jelaine Maxwell, was convicted of trafficking women to nobody, to nobody. We don't have any of the participants, none. We have no names. They're protecting Epstein's client list. They're protecting SPF. Hell, they're protecting Alec Baldwin. And God knows they're protecting Hunter Biden. But Musk, he put some beds, beds into the office because the people working for him are working really hard to clean up the mess to, to, to get rid of the, the, the rot at Twitter. So the people working really hard, some of them want to take a nap in the office or sleep and get up early and work hard the next day. The city here is breaking news from San Francisco. San Francisco building inspectors are launching an investigation into reports. Twitter has converted several office rooms at the headquarters into sleeping quarters for its employees. Quote, we meet, we need to make sure the building is being used as intended, said some local hack politician. Uh, Musk responded, so the city of San Francisco attacks companies providing beds for tired employees instead of making sure kids are safe from fentanyl. Where are your priorities? And I think he linked to the story. There was a big story the other day, a little kid, a little baby, like 10-month-old was playing in the park and ingested some, some random fentanyl on the ground and had to be rushed to the hospital. The kid is okay, I believe, but the father was ranting about it as well. He should. And then, and Musk is referencing that as well. He should. That is, that's just amazing. They're investigating Musk, this man with 110,000 employees, the man, by the way, the man, by the way, who's the biggest single biggest taxpayer in America. I believe he paid like 11 billion in taxes which is why they hate him. You know, he's, it's not his fair share. It's not enough. As Liz Warren says, not enough. Liz Warren, who's done nothing 
but suck off the public memory your whole life hates the world's, the country's biggest taxpayer. But this is just an indication of what's coming. I think, I think uh, um, Elon knows it. They're coming after him. And I think he's ready, but this is never going to stop. He's going to move the company to, uh, to Texas. That's my prediction. That's where SpaceX is. I think uh, they'd love to have them. They'll roll out the red carpet. I think Twitter will end up in the Austin, Texas area. They can still have some wokesters work there. You know, some techie wokesters because it'll be Austin, but he's got to get out of California. Uh, we got to move. I'm not sure that's legit. I know what you're showing me. Uh, this is the list, the client list floating around from Epstein Island. I want to wait, Ironhead. I know I usually like to jump into these things, but... <laughs> I'm going to wait for confirmation. That's going everywhere. God, I hope it's real. <laughs> I know. But I'm not sure it is. I need, I need confirmation because, man, if that's real, let's just, 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 I'll just give you a little tease. The thing that's going around is all the people who are invited to, Epst to, to Pedophile Island with Epstein. The only late night host who's not on it, I think, is Greg Gutfeld. <laughs> And uh, that's about it. Yeah. The rest of it, they're, all, they're, all, <laughs> they're all on there. But, oh, man, I went long on that. We got a lot more to get to. Let me do Shay, and then we're going to get to, ooh, the, uh, Massachusetts. We're, you know why we can't gamble on sports yet? It's Portnoy's fault. That's what I read in the Herald. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shay Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that. You call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com. And, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shay Concrete. Or get on shakeconcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at shakeconcrete.com. Uh, we might not uh, we might not have time to get to everything here, uh, Ironhead, but that's okay. We'll get to this. Uh, this is from uh, the Boston Herald. Matthew Medzger. I believe uh, OBF, uh, Monoxious Boston fan, is all over this too. Uh, but... Uh, it's been like years. They approved sports betting in, in Massachusetts, like, you know, 27 years ago. And it just drags on and on. And there's hearings and there's this and it just, uh, you know, you could bet, as you know, in New Hampshire, you could bet in, in Rhode Island, but you can't bet in Massachusetts for whatever. Everyone has their hands in it, trying to grab their share. And so far they have not been able to get it done, but check out the latest reason we're uh, at a crossroads. Uh, <laughs> that's a quote. The Gaming Commission pumped the brakes on sports betting just as the body tasked with regulating the state's new, newest industry began review of the first application for a, for a license. You can blame it on barstool sports. Quote, we're at a crossroads right now because of the information that is presented to us, said Gaming Commissioner, Commission Chair Kathy Judd Stein. 
Oh, good. We have a hyphenated last name uh, in charge of this. Great. That's that's a bad sign. The commission <laughs> met Tuesday to consider the first casino-based sports betting license in uh, uh, application of the three they received this month. The license application review of a proposal by Plain Ridge Park Casino to begin taking bets on sports in late January was met with stiff resistance by commissioners after it came to light that the company, which would operate the sports betting platform at Plainville Penn entertainment recently bought a controlling interest in bar stool sports. I don't think it was that recent. Yeah. They got the majority recently. Oh, is that what it was? Commissioners were concerned specifically following reporting in the New York times about barstool founder, Dave Portnoy his admitted past problem gambling and the effect his presence in advertising might have on the young audience. Barstool sports is the elephant in the room. Commissioner Nakina Skinner said they think Portnoy is a bad influence because he claimed he lost a, a, a he, he bet a hundred grand on Georgia in uh, did he tweet that? He told the crowd in in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, when Georgia played Tennessee, that he put a hundred grand on Georgia. Uh, "Quote: I am focused on, and there are other issues we know that, but I am focused on just the play at universities, and not just the play at universities, but just the messaging around what I perceive to be glorification of excessive gambling. I could be convinced." With data, how do we reconcile with our programs? So they're holding up the license because Portnoy is a big gambler. Portnoy is also rich. You bet what you can afford, right? That's what they tell you. Yeah. Well, you can afford that. And so what? What's it? That's not your business, lady. That that Dave Portnoy bets a lot. That he talked about is, and they're going to refer to the New York Times. Uh, New York Times is 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 a vendetta. Is a as, as they're out for Portnoy. We know that. And besides that, what, they have no credibility anyway, as we establish every day. They're a joke. Got to hate when people treat the New York Times like it's a serious newspaper. That's comical. Why don't you check the New York Times, uh, Mrs. Commissioner, today and see what they're writing about the huge scandal uh, involving Twitter and the FBI. That's how credible they are. They're more focused on Portnoy's love life than they are on this uh, unbelievable scandal involving the Biden family. But uh, I don't know if this is uh, just a temporary snag, but it is pretty funny that they're, 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 they're just now discovering that uh, Portnoy might be involved in, uh, in, in gambling and he might, you know, be a big time gambler and that'd be a bad influence. Yeah. That's, I like, I like how that's new information that he's a gambler. No, and, and, and whatever. I mean, just that this better happen. I mean, Massachusetts is just such a joke. I mean, the people can drive over the line. They can drive over the line and bet all they want. You're not going to stop them by banning Plain Ridge because of Portnoy. Anyway, we got to move. That's it. Uh, Shark Week is racist. Washington Post says not only is sh- this story is so comical. I don't have, we don't have uh, the time to really get into this, but. Not only is Shark Week racist because there's too many white people, but there are too many guys named Mike. <laughs> According, you got to read this to believe it. This is, you know, everyone always jokes. I thought it was the Babylon Bee of the Onion. There's the headline. Uh, Washington Post Morning Mix. Shark Week lacks diversity, overrepresents men named Mike, scientists say. What? 
So if you apply for a job with uh, what's the what is this uh, Discovery uh, Discovery Channel? If you go to work at Discovery Channel, you got no shot. If your name is Mike, they have too many guys named Mike. Uh, hi, but my name's Mike. Get the hell out of my office. <laughs> the, the pro, the, my favorite part is says the project observed that Discovery's programming emphasized negative messages about sharks lacked useful messaging about shark conversation and overwhelmingly featured white men as experts, including several with the same name. So they need to find black or Asian or Hispanic uh, experts to go down in those cages and, and <laughs> risk their lives. <laughs> this is Jeff Bezos news. This used to be a respected newspaper. It used to be an authority on things. They're doing stories. They're not doing stories about the corruption of the Biden family, about the president selling influence to China. No, they're doing stories about how there are too many guys named Mike <laughs> oh, and, and how they're mean to shark. They're stigmatizing sharks. What? <laughs> poor, poor Mike. What a, what a tough run for Mike's. Mike. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. Big day. Busy day. Happy birthday, Larry Bird. Congrats. Thank you to, uh, the, did you find out how many surviving Pearl Harbor, uh, no, I found, I found a, a whole chart of stuff, but not the surviving list. Um, just boat damages, how many people died, how many people were wounded. Well, Iron Ed keeps a streak alive. doesn't have a, <laughs> uh, a number, but it's small. There's only a few survivors left. And for them, we say thank you to all the teachers out there. Teach all those history teachers. Teach them the lessons of, of Pearl Harbor. It was a very important day. A somber day, but you know it's also Larry Bird's birthday, so we're allowed to my dad, celebrate. My dad's birthday. Congratulations too. to Vladimir Zelensky and Raphael Warnock, and man, the whole damn world's gone to crap. But uh, we're here for it. We're here for it. Thank you to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.